0: after many technical difficulties that you don't know about, welcome to Bath Draft episode 69 with your host, Matt Zerby, and our special guest, Just Bacon. Okay, Just Bacon, glad to have you on.
1: Matt, nice to see you. Yeah, yeah, uh, you'll, you'll notice that we are down one flowers. Yes,
0: we are. <laughs> our flower power is weak this week. I don't know, I've tried to come up with something.
1: <laughs> I'm excited yeah. to be here. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's his son's birthday, so yeah. Whose son's birthday? Flower son. Oh, okay. That's like, why he's not here. I'm like, you guys don't have sons. He's talking to the family. <laughs> gotcha, yeah, I know yeah, about yeah. no sons that I know about. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> You're, I, that is the important key key distinction right there. So we have we have a special guest here. This is one of our our D and D players uh, who who also plays magic. Just has decided he never wants to come and join us. Um, work killing me. work air quotes work. <laughs> it's just he doesn't he doesn't think we're cool enough to hang out with, I guess. Hey, you know, sometimes, you know, I just like to sit in my room and just watch some Watch some cartoons. There you go. I like it. All right. So uh, we're gonna start it. I'll start today off with a geek of the week. Uh, with our geek of the week, you know, because we have a special guest here. So we would like to ask some some questions to get to know you as a, as a player and as a you know a nerd basically. Okay.
0: All right. And so. We found just so, and I'm sure you'll mention this. We found some interesting information right before we started. We didn't know about. It. What was that? That he plays magic.
1: Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, okay. Yeah, he gotcha. plays. Well, oh, started. sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, been playing Magic off and on for past few years now. All right, well, there, there you go. That answers the first question, how long have you been playing Magic for? So off and on for a few years? Okay, when did you get started? I got started probably about three years ago, thanks to my roommate, who's gone, moved back to Colorado, and uh, just got into it ever since, and I've loved it. Okay. What's your favorite format in Magic? Uh... Yeah, like, a drafting say. versus building a deck and play, like, uh, constructed it, or... I'd say it's drafting. You know, it takes a lot of creativity to make a deck on the spot. And, you know, you get to see a little bit of creativity from all the players. All right, so... Uh, See the, the pausing right there sort of like distracts us completely and, and it ruins it for me. I can't I can't keep my train of thought.
0: Damn it, man! You're making me edit. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about, talk about magic, let's move to the next question. No, no, yeah. yeah. There's tons of magic questions. Yeah, ton, uh, tons ton, of magic questions. Yeah, yeah. So all you, magic related. Really. Yeah, yeah, I love
1: magic. You don't get to skip past magic questions. Uh-huh. Uh, so what is what is the um, like if you were to go blindly into a draft? Like a friend just says, "Hey, draft." Do you have a color combination that you just are attracted to? I like to do black and green, but if I'm not coming up on a lot of cards I like. I'll try and stick with the red, and usually it's pretty simple to work with. Okay. Do you have a, uh, a favorite card? Like a um, not not a favorite card. Do you have a card that captures the essence of who Just Bacon is? Ah, uh, yeah, you know, I gotta say Ugin. Ugin. I, Ugin. I love Ugin the card. Uh, ever since I drafted an alternate art one, I was just like, you know, this this card's pretty epic. Okay, is it, is it the colorless aspect of it? Is it the lore, the story that goes along with it? or I think it's a little bit of the colors, colorless aspect. I, I tend to get along with a lot of people. You know, I have a very open personality. so Okay, okay. You just do whatever, hang out. I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right, uh, how about the least favorite format? Just a format where somebody's like, hey, let's play this format, and you're just like, nope, nope, screw you guys, I'm, I'm done. Have you played Hydra? No. Uh, two, two-headed Hydra? Uh, 2 a Giant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, me and my friends usually call it Two-headed Hydra, but that, uh.
0: I, I don't really like that one too much. It does suck. Yeah. Yeah, it's the worst format there is, yes. Um, you're right up, uh. Yeah, yeah. You just made me happy when you said that, so. Sorry, for my intervention.
1: There. No, no, no. You I, com- I love Commander, but apparently someone doesn't like Commander anymore.
0: I. Uh, it's so boring. Okay, so. <laughs> I'll tell you later, I guess when we get into that. There was a I broke my cardinal rule of like here's my standard of commander where I'm content with it and I went outside with that and I and again it proved itself wrong and why I don't like it. And you add uh um, what's the thing we were doing? Um not Arch Enemy, what's the other one?
1: The Kingmaker.
0: No 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 no. Oh that one. Good lord, no. I would that's worse oh, than plane anything. Chase. Yeah, we did I had a plane chase to an already bad thing and it just got ridiculous. Keep it in mind I did well playing it, I just get so bored. It sucks, man. I just, no, it's, you know, no. Draft for me all day long. Can't even think of what
1: the questions are. I'm, cured.
0: Okay. I'm cured of 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 commander after yeah, last you're night. You're cured so. of commander. I like yeah, that.
1: yeah. So, okay, do you have a favorite basic land art? Like, so if you were to go and, and draft, do you have a land art that you're like, oh, I have to use this land
0: for? Like, my whether set? it be you know the full art this or a certain artist in this set or you know the betas or the revised or whatever you know what i mean
1: you know i don't have a specific set that i like using but i gotta admit that the art that they're designing now that the full card is like the, the background like they you don't know know i'm talking about it's like an actual forest mm-hmm. rather than just a little green tree like those cards are looking amazing and just i like just more to the using. modern art yeah. that they're doing okay all right so you you like more the modern style that okay yeah now uh, okay do you have any any quirky habits that you do, like a, um, a ritual that you do before you play a game? Like, do you have to uh, put your hat on backwards before you get started a match? Or do you have to roll a certain set of dice? Or do you have, a, like, a... Um uh, what what would be the word I'm looking for, Gary? Like, like a, a ritual. Yeah, like a
0: ritual. Do you have any ritual you do? Or a superstition or ritual. Yeah. I
1: don't have a superstition or a ritual, but I do like having a monster before I play. I feel like I can concentrate more when I. That's have that a caffeine. ritual,
0: baby. That's a ritual. That's a ritual. Caffeine
1: is my ritual every yeah. day. Caffeine is your ritual? No. All right. And then what's uh, currently? So you 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 play magic now? Yeah. Okay. Where where do you play? Uh, I haven't gotten too much into the new sets. I have to be honest, I haven't played since before, like since I was been back over in the states.
0: Okay, but in the states though, where do you like where when you occasionally play? Like when you do, is it kitchen table at, with some friends, or is it at a store like a?
1: It's at a store called Gamers Guild, and okay. it's, it's pretty fun. I get a uh, get around with those people. In deep
0: now where to. would this Gamers Guild be? A shout out.
1: Good old Fayetteville, North Carolina.
0: Oh, yeah, rocking the. <laughs>
1: Don't go there Don't <laughs> yeah. go to Fayetteville don't, You don't want How to I wasn't going to make isn't the that, comment is that your
0: part of the world now? <laughs> no, 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 no Okay, first off I live in Greenville, South Carolina Oh, okay um, It's the same thing No, no, North no, no, North Carolina, no, no. South Carolina I mean, aren't they the same? Fayetteville is model. an army town And <laughs> when you have old army towns There tends to be other things That come along with it <laughs> So, no
1: <laughs> Hey, well I'm not going to knock you I'm trying to move to Boston Myself right now No, Where Boston? Yeah, yeah. Love you. Love the breweries. Love the people. The good old nice. hunting, you know. Yeah. You want to find the your, hipster? Uh, the hipster life, right? That's more just the breweries, and you know, me and you, Gary, we're the legion of hipsters. We are. Amassing am. our numbers slowly Rocking my, slowly. my new
0: hipster glasses today. I don't
1: think they are hipster glasses. Dude, they though. got that
0: orange streak down the center, right?
1: No. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that style. When, when I went back to find glasses, I couldn't find any. Just I, I even asked the lady. I said, "I I." What are
0: they called? Octopus. Uh, uh, octometrist? Octometrist? Optometrist. 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 Yeah. You <laughs> were, were going with this weird merge of optometry and octopus.
1: Yeah. So. Oh, so, <laughs> I don't know. It makes anyway, me think of Spider-Man. Yeah. Like Doc, Doctor, Oc- Doc, Oc- Doc Doc yeah, Ock.
0: Op- yeah, yeah. Doc <laughs> Octopus. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Doc <laughs> Octopus. Yeah. <laughs> when Spider-Man needs to get his glasses, he must battle Doc Octopus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um i asked her i said where where are the normal glasses at and she's like what do you mean normal and i was like you know just just your plain black silver where's the just the normal glasses and she's like yeah they they stopped doing that a couple years ago everything is these crazy like green and blues and and yeah just these weird like it's it's gotten more of a fashion statement than just a just a thing
0: now i'm gonna I'm going to show you the... I got my sunglasses in. Okay. So these are my nighttime driving glasses, right? All right. So we'll call them that. Um, During the day, if it's really sunny... Okay. These are the holy grail of sunglasses, just so you know. Whoa. And they are. Look at them. Check them out. So there's
1: gasps in the audience, folks. Yeah. Yeah. These are Costa Del Mars, baby. These
0: are good. Are you going to post pictures so people can see? Everybody knows... Anybody that knows where I'm from, South Carolina and, and South... Like oh, okay. Daytona Beach is where these come from. Come on, these are the ultimate fishing glasses. You know what Costa Del Mar's are, right? Yeah. Yeah, they they are amazing. Look, they got the spring hinges. Come on, man.
1: Oh, well, shout out to Costa Del Mar's.
0: Yeah. yeah, they don't need a shout out. Yeah, they uh <laughs> <laughs> If you go to say if you go to Charleston, South Carolina, every Hipster rich kid has costas or some kind of paraphernalia of that on them. So, oh, so yeah.
1: like you drink Starbucks and
0: and yes, but it? it's not a fad. They actually are really good glasses. So. Okay,
1: fine. they're
0: very polarized. You can go fishing, look in the water, see which fish you want to cast at, and go right at it. Like choppy waves, you can literally you can see right in the water. So, so
1: they're they're like X ray, like X-ray they're, water, they're fishing
0: X-ray? glasses is what they're for, they so the fishing glasses? They're, polarized? they're polarized so it cuts the glare off. Okay, in the water. So yeah.
1: All right, interesting. Hipster technology. Yeah, it's hip, not hipster.
0: It's that's more redneck technology. Redneck technology. Just turned into a hipster product. Oh, well, you know call it, Let's
1: let's call it either red hipster or hipster neck. Hipster one neck. We'll two. go hipster, hipster
0: neck on that neck. one. Okay.
1: <laughs> Give us a couple days. Matt will be converted to a hipster. Oh no! Oh no. yes.
0: Matt's already a hipster. He just doesn't know it.
1: <laughs> I, he seems to be in shock, folks. No, not shock. I just I don't have a reply. <laughs> I, yeah, I have no reply. Alright, so that wraps up our Geek of the, geek of the Week. Um, our Rivals of Exelon product has not gotten here yet. Oh, so man. we have no Pack One Pick One. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, we normally do a Pack One Pick One. We get the newest set. We, we talk about each card as so we go through. We do the Pack One Pick One. So hmm. unfortunately, we don't have that. So we're gonna go on to our major topic. Um, in thinking, in the in the, the realm of uh, Rivals of Exelon. you know it's the newest thing come out for all the people in the states. You've probably been drafting it for quite a bit now, or you know however much you get around to drafting it. But you know so this will be a more refresher for them and all the people out here who haven't gotten a chance to get into the set yet. We're gonna talk about all the instant and uh, instant cards, or the uh, you know the cards you really have to worry about when you're playing. Um and uh I am gonna do more like combat tricks, right? So the more okay. the combat trick instance that you have to worry about. Uh so we're gonna actually so you know, I did the gatherer search yeah. um for Rivals of Excelon, all the instance that exist. So much set.
0: easier than what we normally do, where you send me all the cards and, a no, no, no
1: normally I do it because I I pick them out. Yeah. There's so many in this I that I sort of wanted to capture it. So okay. uh, we're gonna skip the first one. Okay. That's, not, that's a, It's a counterspell. Uh, Admiral's orders is a counterspell. We're not really worried about counterspells. If your opponent has one, they have one. Don't. I mean, there's nothing more you can do about that. Uh, aggressive urge for one in a green. It's an instant. Target creature gets plus one plus one until end of turn. Draw a card. So it's a it's gonna be a combat trick blowout. Your two two attacks uh, into their two two. You play this and you get a card out of it almost immediately. Um, if you trade your two two for their three three, you even get a card out of it, so you make out even better uh, after that. Um, so definitely something to watch out for in green.
0: Gotcha. Any,
1: okay. Any I, thoughts?
0: Um, I feel like in the current climate, PC wise, it's a very bad name. But go ahead
1: like it's a card that you see too often though maybe not both effects put together but you know you see those effects commonly uh the mana cost isn't that bad though right and, and that's the thing is that you, normally you see target creature gets plus one plus one and and then nobody would talk about that but the drawing card on top of it at instant speed is is so saucy it's really great and worst case scenario your opponent attacks you okay he takes some damage you don't have any creatures um they they go to the second main phase they go to the end step you can cast this on one of their creatures to draw a card, because you, you. And so you can still you can still at its worst draw a card. There just has to be a creature on the board.
0: So in all seriousness, because I made that little joke before, which is you know. So yeah, no, great card. Uh, by, it's not one of those cards. Well, because I had this, because I had that. No, it's a perfect combination. It gives yeah. you the plus one, plus one. It's instant. You draw a card. If you're playing a deck that. Is um, reliant on uh, what are you trying to do? I keep on? Oh, okay. Hey, don't if you're
1: distracted by me,
0: yeah. Oh, okay. Touche. <laughs> if uh, and if you listen to the podcast, you'll know what we're talking about. So, um, if, if for some reason you're playing a deck that has a lot of combat tricks mm-hmm. and you're mid game and you happen to do this and draw another card, boom, you can pop on top of that. So. Yeah.
1: And uh, so it's a reprint. I, I never played either 10th edition or Invasion. So yeah, you I'm,
0: didn't know what that meant, did you?
1: No, I was looking up what the symbol was.
0: Oh, okay. Name. Just ask me, man. No, I know no. All I, I want to sound professional. <laughs> oh, okay. I want, when I say the symbol name, I want to actually say symbol. Just no. Go aside and go, hey, Gary, what's that symbol? Yeah, like but then that. they'll hear that. I think supposed to. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're busted either way. Come on, man. That's the, that's the same set that was on the background of Spider-Man. Okay? Invasion. The Spider-Man Blazing movie. Are... There is an invasions poster in the background in his room. Okay. Blazing hope. Is okay. Next
1: card. <laughs> it's uh, for a white. It's instant. Uh, exile target creature with power greater than or equal to your life total. This wow. definitely seems like an
0: overpowered card. I I would say. Exile with greater than or equal to life total. Yeah, no, that's very. That's like Grassman at the end. Well, I mean,
1: you got to think about it this way: a player that manages to build up. This really awesome monster, you know, he's he's incredible, and you're losing. You're probably at, like, five health, and he doesn't have any other creatures on the board. You play this card, which only costs one mana, boom, His main guy is
0: off the table. Garbage card. Well, I think if you play it right. This is, like, the bottom of the barrel removal. Uh, This is, like, I plan on, if you have a deck that plans on sitting back and doing something big, and you're going to be low before you actually pop off, then yes. But that's, I don't even know if that's a thing in this format,
1: here, here's why I don't like the card, right? So I like what you're saying, right? If they if they, if they put all their eggs into one basket, uh, then you just get to blow them out. But you can do that with almost any removal spell anyway. Yeah. Sure, right? Here's what I don't like about it. It's in white. Uh, white in this set is based around the vampires. Uh, and the vampires all have life, life link and life gain. So if you're in white, your life total is probably going to be higher than most of the creatures anyway because that's what you want to do. That's you, a fair point. So it's almost like this weird... Like, why in this color... Like, uh, I, don't, and I, I don't know. It seems like a failure on a, on a name because Blazing Hope. Like, give me that in red. Like, give this card to me in red. Like, red-white. Hybrid red-white. The red hope
0: part is correct. The Blazing is wrong.
1: Yeah, I don't, and I don't get the art. Like, what? Well, for the stipulations that's needed to play it, it is kind of worth it that it's only a one card. Yes. Mean, maybe if you're yes. looking for final cards to finish up your white. And it is in an
0: uncommon slot, so it's not like you're seeing a weird amount of these floating around.
1: Here's my prediction for this card. I don't believe this was printed for Standard. I don't believe this was printed for Draft. I believe it was printed for Modern, to specifically attack uh, modern cards, you know, um, like Death Shadow and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. You know, and
1: I, I, think, I think it was a, you know, because Death Shadow can, you know, most of the time is a huge creature. It's just gonna kill you flat out in one and hit. And
0: there's tons of big, cre- like your, um, I don't know, what's the graveyard decks and the. There's weird stuff out there that can get big, yeah. so. All right, Gary, you want this next one? Um, bombard. Now that, you, now that you can read from all the way back there. I can. You notice i have not squinting and like, well, what's yes, this? Yes, I yeah. do. This. So Bombard, two in a red. Um, it's a common. Just make that noted. Um, instant Bombard deals four damage to target creature. Amazing balls removal. Yes, this is going to be scary. Uh, and this is this, is, this is going to be... A three drop for four instant speed? Are you kidding me? I, I, what do you think, Gary? Can
1: you get five of them in a single draft?
0: Um... Something. I don't know the meta right now. There are some metas that we've had here where I could get five. Um, this one I don't think so, but. Um,
1: well, if people, I I think people are going to look at this. And, be and, like,
0: and just so we can reclarify this, because there's a lot of people who don't know this rule. We even had this conversation last night at, at our table playing magic last night. Yeah. You can have when you're doing limited draft. Yeah. And uh, you can have more than five of the same card. You can. We're in, any number You can of- have more than four, sorry. You can have an unlimited number. If for some reason you got ten, whatever, you can have ten bombards if that's happened to be what you drafted, which would just be insane.
1: Yeah.
0: No. Um, but yes, you can have that. I've drafted five many times and one just some janky thing and just people didn't think about it and done that. Then afterwards, oh, you can have five? Yes. And then you put it out and people always forget that. So. I could so. definitely
1: see myself using this card. I have a red deck back home, used a lot of Rift Bolts and Lightning Bolts. And okay. I could see myself probably slipping in two of these Bombards. But there's also plenty of other cards that I have that do about three damage for less. But we're, but, yeah. But, oh, yeah, there's, there's way better rates that you can get for, like especially the older cards. Mm. But, but I mean, in,
0: in current. Limited. Yeah, current limited. Limited. Anything below... Like, if you're doing five damage and it costs four, that's good. Yeah. Anything below... If you're paying right on, that's still kind of good depending on what yep. it is.
1: I'd, I'd pay five mana for this effect. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, I mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. know if I'd pay...
0: Well, because it's so high, yes. Yeah. It's, it's Yes. Because it can evident. kill so much.
1: Huh. Um, yeah, so I love that card. I think that's going to be a pack one, pick one, you know, a lot of times. Uh, just Bacon, you want this one? Yeah, I'll do this one. This one is Buccaneers Bravo. It costs two mana, one red and one colorless. The effects is target creature gains plus one plus one and gains first strike until end of the turn, as well as target pirate gets. oh, well, it's not. It's not. It's choose one. Yeah. Uh, my apologies. The other effect is target uh, pirate gets plus one plus one and gains. Double strike until end of turn.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah, that's this is going to kill people.
0: Yes, no, this is a good combat trick because it works in anything. You, and if you're doing the pirate deck, it's just even better.
1: You, your opponent will be at five life or ten life. You'll attack with a four four, and they'll be like, "Okay, I can take this hit." And then you'll cast this. Pop it on,
0: hit. boom, ten damage.
1: Ten damage. Still still be good.
0: Yeah, such a dirty, dirty move. Definitely
1: has its uses. <laughs> yeah, and and the best part is, you know, with pirates, it's going to be amazing. And just with regular creatures, I, I wouldn't want to play it. If I didn't have pirates, I wouldn't want to play it. But you don't need all pirates. You can have a, a, a mix of you know whatever your, whatever's open. Because it has the dual effects. Yeah, yeah. So I really like that.
0: This is a huge reprinted card. It's still actually a good card in limited. Yes. Yeah, so Especially uh, for big bombs later on, you know, yeah. the big guys. You know. Here we
1: have a divine verdict for three and a white. It's instant. Destroy target attacking or blocking creature. Uh, the joke is that if you're destroying target blocking creature, uh, you're doing something wrong. So, this is a, a deck that wants to be, or this is a card that wants to be in an offensive style deck. Uh, you want to be playing, you want your high end curve. And so, when they attack you with their big giant thing, you want to be destroying their attacking creatures. But if you're trying to use this to get through those points of damage, yeah. it doesn't work because they've already successfully blocked Yeah, the
0: and if you do destroy it, then it nulls the trample and all that stuff, right?
1: No, well, if they have trample, the damage will go through, but oh, okay. if it doesn't have trample, it will stop. So,
0: so damage. if a, just so I can clarify, and these yeah. are weird rules that do pop up, weird occasionally. This doesn't happen. So, if I'm attacking with a ten ten, right? Right. And uh, or you're attacking with a ten ten.
1: I'm attacking you with a ten ten. Okay, yep.
0: and I block with my five five. Right. And then I come in, or you come in, and destroy the blocking creature. Right. Correct. The ten points of damage completely comes through at that point, right? No, it's no? all
1: the creature's been blocked, and now that the, oh, okay, the ten gotcha. damage goes nowhere. Now if that my ten ten has trample, I would assign zero points of damage to the non-blocker, and then the rest to you.
0: So ten points. A ten
1: points. That's to what point I'm eight.
0: saying. If you have the trample, sorry. If trample, yeah. So it doesn't do the five that would be lethal, at that point it's no, well, null and void much, because much, it's gone. Yeah,
1: how much is needed to be lethal? Zero is to be lethal. Gotcha. The because
0: the place. creature's gone, it's already been a science point. Okay. Yep. Weird little rules that, that rarely actually ever happens, but when it comes up, people get confused because they don't see it that often.
1: Yeah. Now one of the interesting things about a card like this, if you go back up is remember, um, let's say you do your attacks you and blocks and all this kind of stuff and you're not sure how the whole combat's gonna shake out. Yeah. You take the damage you take some damage, you're like pass priority, and they're like looking at you like, Okay, you take five points of damage. You're like, Okay, I take five points of damage. After that, after you've taken the damage and marked it down, there is an after combat step. It's actually called the after combat. Uh, in which case their creatures are still considered attacking even though you've already taken damage at that point You can then use divine or yeah divine oh. To kill them before you go before they go into the second main phase Okay, so it's a, it's an interesting timing that a lot of people don't know about after damage. There's an after it's damage. still damage considered
0: damage. attacking it's still, creatures gotcha. still That's considered your damage. last chance to play instances and whatever else so. that
1: have the stipulation it must be attacking Gotcha the and timing can make and if and they pass damage. it
0: then you have priority
1: yeah, when they, when they pass priority, you have priority okay. and you can destroy their attacking creature. Gotcha. Alright, here we have uh, Expel from Arkaza uh, for one and a blue. It's an instant. It has Ascend. So we haven't talked about Ascend yet. Ascend basically says, if you have 10 or more permanents, you get City's Blessing. So imagine just a a card that says City's Blessing on it. Once you get it, you have it for the rest of the game. Now, now for everyone, what is City's uh, Blessing? Here's here's the weird thing. Here's the thing. City's Blessing doesn't do anything for you. Unless a card asks... You if you read
0: it. this card, it explains when yep. you have... Mm. And that's the weird thing. I looked it up and like, what's that? Just the same card that it says it gives it to you is going to explain if you have the blessing it does yep. this. So, But o- outside of that, outside of cards that say it, it, doesn't do anything other than the fact that you have City's Blessing. It's a brand new yeah. thing.
1: You, can just, it, you basically treat it like a commander emblem mm. of City's Blessing. You so
0: let's read the rest of the card and you'll see how it applies. So, so this
1: says, return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. And if you have the city's blessing, instead put that permanent on top of the owner's library, which is huge, uh, which means it's a um, card, not card disadvantage at that point, you're actually getting card parity because that's their next draw step. So their whole turn is now taken, drawing that card that you'd be putting back in their hand.
0: Now here's the cool thing about the city's blessing. So, at the beginning of this card, when you cast it, there's a stipulation to get the blessing, right? Once you have that blessing on one or more stipulations, you, when you cast another card and you don't meet that stipulation, period, you already have the city's blessing, you get that benefit of the card.
1: Yeah, so let's say you have ten permanents when this card goes to, uh, goes to resolve, right? Uh, you have ten permanents, and boom, you, know, you do the thing, the, the card returns to their uh, top of the library. Let's say technically you're trying to do it on yourself. For whatever reason, you have a 2-2 that you want to put back into your hand. If you have City's Blessing, it's going to go on top of your library, right? And so you'll only have nine permanents. Then you go to cast this again for whatever reason. Because you already had Ascend, you'll still have uh, City's Blessing from there on out. Once you get it, you have it. Even if a board weight happens, you have no more permanents, you'll still have City's Blessing for the rest of the game.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and if you had a card you played before this one that gave you the blessing then you don't even read that top line you already have the blessing so
1: yep. I think it's a handy card, especially for its mana cost. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no oh, no yeah. no. Yeah. And it's and gonna make
1: double blocking a nightmare. Double blocking will just be a blowout. Uh Gary, you won this one?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of new stuff in here. I'm not seeing a lot of reprints here.
1: Well, yeah, because this is a small set, so gotcha. small sets
0: to, um, Okay, so this is Hornswoggle. 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 Yep. Um, <laughs> and it's an instant, and it's two and a blue. It's counter target creature spell. You create a colorless treasure artifact token with, you know what tr- treasures do? They sacrifice to add one mana of any any mana to the mana pool. It's an uncommon slot, by the way. Um, it's a it's a actually for a three drop. With one blue, it's a really good counterspell with a good bonus, and uh, yeah, I mean that's one of the better ones.
1: And it's ramp, yeah. I mean, it's it's your instant counter target creature spell. I I mean I don't I yeah we probably should skip this one. I don't really talk about counterspells because okay. they're not they're not really the combat tricks that we're really talking about here. But I mean it's interesting. Yeah, I got this, this one. This one wow. is a moment of craving. It's a black card, costs two mana, one colorless, one black. Uh, the effect is target creature gets minus two. Minus two until in turn you gain two life. So there you go. You're having a two effect again. It seems like that is definitely a tide turning card. Uh, yeah, we have a common but, slot, man. Yep. So you're definitely going to see this common in a, in a draft. Uh, I definitely would put this in a deck I was putting together.
0: Yeah, actually I rate this really high in combat trick removal. Yeah. Like
1: well that's big. I think it's even I think it transcends combat trick removal. I think yes. this is flat out just removal. This
0: is really good. Yeah. Matter of fact, I mean yeah you can just pop out early on. I mean you can get game board state with this like really easy. Play your creature, kill their thing. Yeah, yeah block yeah. and oh, get in some man. damage. It's so cheap too. And the that. gaining
1: two life I think is gonna be actually yeah, significant. Yeah, yeah. I think this is my favorite card so far. This
0: is uh I am still in the bombard- common slot man.
1: I'm still uh um bum- what is it bombardment?
0: So that yeah, yeah the, I'm still four, bombardment, the, f- the four damage. Yeah, for three. But yeah. this
1: is up there. This is definitely up there. All right, we have a Moment of Triumph for a white. Instant target creature gains plus two, plus two until end of turn. You
0: this is the, basically the Holy Strength versus uh uh unholy strength, you know, the old school enchantments, kinda like yeah. the instant versions of that. So complete opposite of moment of craving. Yeah. But it, it costs yeah. one less. It costs just a white. So. Yeah,
1: it costs a white. This is a classic trick that I don't care about, right? This is this is the time when I take my three three and I attack into your three three and say, Ah, if you have a trick, you have a trick, you just steal two for one yourself because they play the trick or the Yeah. You know, yeah they yeah. play the trick, you get it out of their hand. Yeah, sure they gain two life, but they There's no removal it there it's yeah. all
0: purely combat trick
1: they have to have a creature um, once it's done it's done like it's uh, it, I don't care about these type of cards maybe one or two in a day de- you know one at most if I need a 23rd card two but I don't want to be playing you're gonna with
0: see that. a lot of new players see it cost one less. Yep. Right? And you're gonna you're gonna see that gain two life, and they're just gonna be oh, and chomping at the bit at this, how good it is that they gain two life, and make their guy bigger, and not realizing that you didn't gain, really you didn't gain board state and the two-for-one thing. Well, so. y-
1: if you were to play this, and like say you're working with both a black and a white deck, and you play it in, uh Combination with moment of craving. Then yeah. it Definitely, it has some potential. Oh yeah, it's a, it can be a huge swing. Your two two can trade for their five five now. But by itself, I agree. This is not something. I mean, it's typically something you might see in a draft. But like outside of a draft, you probably wouldn't use it. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, here we have the a. Ultimate sideboard. The card. sideboard special neutralize yeah. <laughs> uh, From one in a green instant destroy target artifact or enchantment. Uh, now what can you really say about these things other than only bring it in if you find four or five viable targets outside of
0: that? leave. It and yourself. only if you're playing in that color. I would not draft this as a if I'm already in green and it came around and I saw this and there wasn't something super big that met my bread criteria, you right. know. Yep. Then I'd grab that and go, 'cause there there sometimes is Sideboard that one enough? or two annoying yeah. artifacts or enchantments that some weird janky guy just played, and, and they win that way. Well, like so. I said,
1: I need to see at least three uh, three targets for the spell before I bring it in. In just in, in the draft, yeah, yeah, gotcha. b- yeah. Before I put it in my sideboard, gotcha. uh, bring it from my sideboard. So, uh, uh, next up we have plummet.
0: Oh, you're not gonna. gotcha. No, okay, I gotcha. Got, got yeah. So <laughs> for, I actually like this card, but it's another one of those sideboard ones.
1: Oh uh, yeah, for one in the green instant destroy target flying uh, creature with flying. Um, yeah, this card is when it's good, it's great, and when it's when you
0: put it into your deck and your opponent has
1: no flying, your main boarding
0: this, you're you're doing wrong. So. Yeah.
1: Well, it definitely comes in handy if you're playing against a white deck, especially since it's based around vampires. So, I if I was playing against a, a guy that I know used vampires, I know it'd come in handy. Especially some of those really like uh, what how you were talking about Voltron, where right? you take one creature and add this and add this and add this. Yeah. You know, uh, they put on a flying creature, and then you're just like plummet. Uh, they, yeah.
0: And all that just for goes not, away. Yeah. Yeah. Sad and depressing, is this just one? like my prom. <laughs> oh my. Uh, Gary. Pride of Conquerors. One in a white instant. It's got ascend. You know, if you control ten or more per Oh, I guess ascend is the whole thing. Yeah. There is no other thing besides ascend. Ascend is ten. Okay, or more so perma- all that yeah. stuff I was talking about if before. Okay, so. Uh, so to have the city's blessing, the only way you can get that is to have ten or more permanents, yep. and okay. a card that
1: has to specifically say. So.
0: Gotcha. Okay, creatures you control get. So this is an instant. Okay, creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. If you have the blessing, then creatures get plus two, plus two until end of turn, and it's uncommon. Yeah.
1: Um, well, man. let's let's assume let's assume you're only playing this if you can reasonably get ascend, right?
0: Yeah.
1: What are you attacking with? Those are
0: all tokens. Vampires. Well,
1: those are all tokens. Those are all one one tokens that are now becoming three threes at instant speed. Yeah. Your army, it, you, th- your yeah, your opponent is gonna die.
0: This is for vampires, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hmm. All right, we have reaver ambush. Be- uh,
0: Beaver ex- ambush. What? What is it? Reaver ambush. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a three drop, two colors, one black. It's an exile a target creature with power three or less. Now, depending on if the creature has a special effect that's giving you trouble, this is definitely a card to play. Um, I believe I'd keep this more in a sideboard, though. No, this no. is straight up yeah. removal. Sorry, I have to disagree with you. keep it in a sideboard. This is right
0: up there, man. This is tempo, board state, control. Like, There's a ton of stuff with power. Three or less that are big players on well, the board. The reason is, I say it'd be sideboard. Premium it's, removal.
1: I, I I get where you guys are going, but the reason I say I'd keep it sideboard is I'd be looking more for creatures with special effects. So the first round I play, I lose or win, and removal I was, is I'd number two in my that.
0: priority. And that's where I'm seeing this because I haven't seen so far of all this, I haven't seen anything big. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking, that's 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 an easy that can be a first pick.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, to understand, you know, what you're looking at, you're, you're, you're able to get, ri- you know, at three mana, you're able to kill things that are four, five drops um, very efficiently. Um, yeah, the, the limiting of three power. If if you're playing against somebody who's playing just giant dinosaurs and they just literally have no early drops, yeah, sideboard it out. But I definitely would main deck this. Okay. Yeah. Maybe main deck the first round and sideboard the next if it came down to that where they're just playing giant creature drops. Well, but remember, it's three power or less. How many creatures are three power?
0: And we're thinking you know, in the vein of drafting. So, and we've been doing drafting like pretty much as a regular for a while, so we're in that kind of vein. So, I don't know, and I'm not saying you're wrong or right on that. I'm just saying, I don't know, you're I don't know when the last time you drafted or if you were doing it, you know, like habitually. So, like, there is a like if you're doing kitchen top or modern or standard, like garbage, right? Yeah, so I I don't know. I think this would be really
1: other than the fact that it costs three. the exiling creatures with three power or less in modern is yeah.
0: very powerful. Especially if, if you're talking current standard, where but you have all that stuff that you can remove in the graveyard, you get some big target that they can't now eternalize or whatever else. That could be a big thing.
1: But if it was a, you're playing against a control matchup where all they're playing is the big giant power, I yeah, thing, yeah absolutely. No yes, well, to be fair, folks, let's establish that their experience in magic is about the representation of a Corvette when it comes to cars. Mine is like a Prius. No, I mean, no. let's be be clear. What we're doing is we're basically trying to communicate our thought process. And hearing your thought process is good. Whether we agree with it or disagree with it, having somebody else's view
0: is healthy. And I'm trying to establish the point of view that we're coming from. I'm thinking, and I'm assuming you are in a draft mindset, yeah, yeah, and so that's different than what you might be thinking. I'm thinking and long-term set. Yeah, and that's where it may differ. So that doesn't mean you're wrong. I'm just trying to establish there's a different point of view. Yeah,
1: gotcha, so. gotcha. Got yeah. Alright, so next up we have Reckless Rage for a red. Just red. Oh, this is so Instant. good. Instant. Reckless Rage oh, deals so four good. points of damage to a creature you don't control, and two points of damage to a creature you control. This is first pick all the way for me. I I don't like the setup cost, right? So the setup cost, and here's the reason why, right? The setup cost is you, they have to have a creature, and you have to have a creature. You have to, right? There has to be two legal targets. If you don't have a creature, there's no legal target for this. Hmm. Um, Then you have to be in dinosaurs, right? (laughs) Because the dinosaurs all have... Are big
0: enough to take that punch.
1: not just that, but they have Enrage. Right. So yeah. Ra- basically, Ra- in rage says it, whenever the they benefit. get hit, they they do something. They do something. You know, gain life or deal damage or you know do some kind of crazy effect. The problem with it is, is that your creature has still taken the two points of damage. So if it's only say a three three, and you go to attack a one one, and block they have and anything on and the yeah, board, and yeah, they have anything else. Now
0: you're still doing two for one on this all day long.
1: That's that's a fair point. Now. You are dealing four points of damage for simply a red. So, uh, you know, I can't hate the card at all. The you can not attack, attack if you really, don't want really to. Really it could th- just yeah. be straight-up
0: removal. So or,
1: uh, or you can attack, know your creature's going to die, and deal four damage if, to something, and then If you're damage,
0: doing mono-red red, aggro, this is horrible for you.
1: I, well, I don't think so. I think no, if you're, I think mono red, if you're aggro, doing
0: mid-range, it's great.
1: I, well, see, I think if you're doing mono red aggro and you can drop two creatures down and you can attack in for a big hit and you can get the rid of their one blocker and then you have to sacrifice one creature, that's yeah. where I want to be. But
0: then you can also, you can also, sw- I mean, there is always- options. You can swing in, let them decide what to block, right. knowing, it depends on the scenario. If you know you have that in your hand, you have the upper hand, and you obviously you always have the upper yeah. hand with the instant, and they block whatever way you can decide what's going to be the least for you so it's a good card in that instance yeah instant um, but uh, but watch slot
1: watch out I think I think I think what will happen is people will take this too highly and then it's going to backfire on them and then when it backfires on them they're going to not take it at all like they're they're either going to take it too highly or not at all right they won't realize that it's that soft nice you know it have to be nice in between yeah mm. it's a
0: double edged sword where one side's a little sharper than the other
1: yeah, so un- understand where to draft this, and I think it's—I don't think it's amaze balls, and I don't think it's garbage. I think it's somewhere in between, and it's going to take each player individually to find out where that point is. That's what
0: nothing. I didn't know if he saw our logo, so
1: I just wow. noticed the logo for the first time, and I am impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, just like I was right in the middle of like. Jeez, Louise, gary
0: Yeah, you were at the you end. You the next so one. We have a little bit of ADHD
1: okay. going on. I have a lot of... of that going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, um <laughs> will be in the middle of having a conversation about stuff, and he'll start like looking on Facebook. It's, it, really... it's common with hipsters. Okay? okay. Oh, is that what it, it know, is? No, it's common a with. It's just it. the way it
0: was. So, all right, next up. See all my hipster stuff. Got my hey, whipped Jerry? whipped body butter. I, think I need you to focus here. Okay, <laughs> so release to the wind. Two and a blue. That's how we call it. By the way, we don't go too colorless in blue. But it's fine because I think you explain it detailed enough where people get it. So
1: release the wind makes me think you pass gas.
0: Yeah, thank you. But that's pretty funny, right? So <laughs> kind of um, <laughs> instant. Now that's a joke, and it's a rare slot. Okay, so exile target non land permanent. For as long as that card remains exiled, its owner, its owner, not you, may, or if it's you too, you can do the same thing. I don't know why you do that. Um, may cast it without paying its mana cost. I guess you could in a defensive thing. Yeah. yeah, so actually this is pretty good. It's That's a good uh control element actually.
1: I don't I don't know how good it is, right? So if it's a creature and it's at their end step, you can exile it, and they can't do it again. They can't cast it until they can legally cast it. So if it's yeah. a creature, they can't legally cast it until their. But next it's an main instant phase. speed,
0: so it's a good combat trick. If somebody swings in, you block with this. So but you it, can't. The card it, has to already be on the field. Yes. In order to, yes. Yeah, that's, yes.
1: That's where it gets a little bit confusing. Laneswalker. Well, but the problem is they're just going to cast it again when they can legally cast it, and then activate. Oh, it I'm thinking of
0: using that on yourself. As a defense thing or a control thing, is what right. I'm thinking of. But, That's but then, the only way but, I see but, this is actually good. But
1: then you're using a card to do nothing, to gain nothing out of it. I, I get, get you, it. I get so you. So you have to have a really, really
0: powerful end to the battlefield effect.
1: Yes. You know, something that when it hits the battlefield, or yeah. a cast effect, because you can cast it, it's a cast cost. Cool.
0: So, and the only thing, in my opinion, the only thing that has really strong ETBs is red. Am I correct on Pirate, that? Pirates have a lot of E3. They do, do they? This card oh, okay. just seems
1: too confusing.
0: That's to true Hostage Taker. If you already cast something on a Hostage Taker, pop Hostage Taker in again. Ex- exile Hostage... Hostisch- so, and now, okay, you
1: were, I think you were definitely pointing out something, I'm just bacon, like, when you were saying that it's really confusing, so I like the fact that it's printed a rare slot. I like the fact that it's new and unique, right? It doesn't just exile it and have it re-enter the battlefield immediately. It exiles it, um, and, and then sometime later... It. Yeah, they recast it, and so I love the fact that they printed it at rare to see like it's almost like they're testing a new mechanic. I think what would make this card perfect was that like instead of exiling target non land permanent, it'd allow you to play an exile without paying the mana cost. Just having that effect would be perfect. Like I'd be I'm thinking time counter cards. that would work perfect in conjunction. Obviously that's not the effect of the card. Right. But with what the effect is, it just seems like it's it's pointless, like you, like you said. Well, see, I don't so see it where, that way. Where so. I would use it is, if my opponent played a creature that was like, pay X and a blue-blue, and it enters the battlefield with X plus one, plus one counters on it, you get Release the Wind on it, and if they go to cast it again, they're casting it for blue-blue, X would be zero, and it comes up with zero counters. A lot of stipulations to get that card to happen, though. Exactly. So, I like this at rare. I don't think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be one of those rares that's just going to get passed along, and until you're playing a control deck that really wants it... Um, I think I think commander players will be looking at a card like this, um, uh, you know, to be to be really good. And that's
0: a card. I'm just giving them yeah. that for reference. That's hostage taker. That's a card. I would use it on myself if I so had that. For people
1: realizing that this is a podcast, Gary just handed just bacon. Yes. Uh, hostage taker is a card, so he could read it.
0: Yeah. Uh, and to to apply it. And you is. know, hostage taker when it comes in, it exiles your opponent's creature, right? Actually, artifact or creature. And then you can cast it for... You know, you generic mana for whatever's converted mana so cost then is.
1: Gary's saying to release the wind on Hostage Taker. After then you've already cast it, recast it, recast it take another to one. Get the yeah. again. So yeah. that's
0: a scenario. And and by the way, those are two rares. Right. So the chances of that happening right. but with one and the. What I'm saying, Gary, is you're also you're
1: also playing a card to gain nothing, right? Because your Hostage Taker's already done something. If that card had said destroy target creature, it's almost better than But I
0: consider Hostage Taker, yeah, it's a, it's a 2 3 do for four. four. The the ETB is what makes it good, and your ability after that. Right. And it's a control element. But
1: is it good enough to play a card? Is it good? Enough I don't know. To draft I'm just i just thinking. Like just the wind?
0: I haven't seen everything that's out right. there and all the scenarios. There's possibility here. So. Right. I'm with you. And I, I think, think that's I, why it's in the rare slot. I think I, and I agree. I possibility, think. just like the Powerball. No, go. I mean this is like I mean they designed it this way because there there must be something out there that's got some weird thing. So
1: true. That's what I love about magic. You know, you have tons of different cards that have multiple play play abilities.
0: <laughs> the, the 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 my favorite thing about magic is, and this is where I'm gonna go to EDH, which I'm not a big fan of, but it's cool to see people trend on some card they never heard of. Yeah. Some guy brings it in and like oh. Oh, and all of a sudden everybody's playing that card. So yeah. I think that's cool.
1: All right, uh, next up, just Justin. Making... All right, so we have the card Shake the Foundations. Shake the Foundations deals one damage to each creature without flying. And then uh, it also comes Ooh. with the ability of drawing a card. Now, this is a three-drop, so it has two abilities. Uh three-drop might be a little much, but you got to remember that Shake the Foundations is dealing one damage to each creature. Yeah. And all how, the little
0: uh, Walmart tokens,
1: including your own. Yeah, the only yeah. the only way that this card wouldn't really come to play in effect is if you're playing against a white deck like we talked about <laughs> earlier. That's all based around vampires. Most of those creatures have flying. So well, no, well, the ground ones are all just one one tokens. Yeah, like it makes a lot of one one tokens. There's actually really not a point. lot of
0: flying vampires. So there's not tokens. Well, there's, not there's, tokens. there's a healthy
1: amount. There's there's, yeah. there's 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 quite there's more than any of the other colors get. Yeah, so that's a good point, but. I see use for this card. I think it's definitely useful. And it triggers enrage on your creatures. Yeah.
0: Um, Yes, if you have dinosaurs and you're pulling this off.
1: I would start this in my sideboard. Um, That's where I would want to start it at, with looking to bring it in.
0: Yeah, it can be... I didn't even think of that. With all those... Like, imagine if this was a card just in Ixalan, right? Yep. If it was just in Ixalan, and you didn't have to split the two, that would be a high pick. What do you mean... Like, if it wasn't Rivals of Ixalan, if this was in the main set of Ixalan, with all the dinosaurs, with all the n do they have a whole lot in the and new range one?
1: The got reprinted.
0: Oh, so there's a lot in the new yeah. One? Oh, yeah, that, that's a big card for me.
1: I'd say, you know, if I was going to play... Don't I say that,
0: I wouldn't first pick it, so...
1: I'd say if I was going to play this card, though, I'd do it right before their attack phase. Right before they have a chance to actually attack. And, like, if their power, like, their defense is only one.
0: It's all circumstantial based on what you have on the board.
1: Yeah, yeah. As so, as much I mean, fun.
0: but I mean, this one really well, is. You can, you There's block, a lot of scenarios where this you could, could be beneficial. You can jump block
1: with a 2-2. Like, if they say they have a 3-3 and you have a 2-2, you can jump block with your 2-2 and then shake the foundation. You kill both yeah. creatures and you get to draw a card. That's a good point. So you back up the card parity. And if you
0: have enrage and even if the thing dies, it still triggers off that, so. Yeah.
1: I, 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 I want to start in my sideboard and look to bring it in, but...
0: Not a not a big fan of this one as much. Shatter, obviously the, the mo the probably the most reprinted card in this whole set. Uh-huh. I'm thinking <laughs> besides basic land. Gallup classics. Um, one in a red, instant destroy target artifact. Very simple. Yeah. But Are there I, artifacts we even care about? No. I this is I don't even know if I want to sideboard this. Probably not. Because there's other stuff that destroys enchantments and artifacts. Yeah. That I would much rather have because it gives me options. This is so specific. I have not seen some Balls to the walls, like, oh my gosh, we're scared of this artifact in this tooth. If I'm doing a, you know, a standard draft on these two things, a block draft, I'm not even worried.
1: All right, and uh, I think in closing, we have Vaughn's Vona's hunger. Sorry, yeah. Vona's hunger for two and a black instant has ascend. It's a rare. It's a rare. Uh, each opponent sacrifices a creature, and if you have City's Blessing, instead each opponent sacrifices half the creatures Ooh. he or she controls, rounded up. That's a really so good card. you creatures, they're sacrificing two. So you're basically leaving your opponent with the best creature they have. Um, really powerful. Really scary. Um, I think this is going to be going to Commander decks. Yeah. Um, I would I would probably want to sideboard it out if my opponent was playing Vampires just because they're going to have so many tokens. Yeah. But if they're playing Dinosaurs, oh, this is going to hurt. Yeah. This is going to hurt. They're losing. And you know. this is
0: Sacrifice. Yeah. So.
1: Indestructible doesn't do anything.
0: Man. I love this
1: card. I like it.
0: The reason I like it, when you're talking Commander, all those, like, if so and so creature died or so and so this all these other triggered things with that. Yeah. There's so much potential for that yeah. in a draft. Actually, in a draft, I still think it's a decent card. Um, if you're, but you gotta be high volume if you're doing it. So yeah,
1: that's that's. Well, fine. you have to be high volume. Well, no, not no, because it's opponents. I so well, know,
0: have... but you're still using one, but. You want to have that. Worse. You want to have that board advantage to really make it a difference. If you're higher volume, it really affects them. It's what, like twice the I, damage.
1: What I want to be doing it with is playing against dinosaurs. That's yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It. When oh, they play no. that, when they play that giant six six, and I use all my other removals to kill the dinosaurs or yeah. whatever it is, or that's a nine nine or
1: Well, just you know, period. The 12 dinosaurs balls.
0: are good. Yeah. Anything they sacrifice is like hurting them so bad.
1: Right. Well, I want to kill all the little tiny things, and then play this, and then make them sacrifice yeah. the big giant one. Yeah. That's,
0: yeah. So. And then at that point. Like your equal board state, yeah. like. That's, I that's I think crazy. the combat
1: tricks in this set have been pushed a little bit. Normally they're rather boring, but I think they've been pushed quite a bit. So I'm excited to see. Uh, hopefully we can draft some tomorrow. You mm. got to come out and join us tomorrow? What time is the draft? Twenty hundred. We'll see. Nice. That's all right.
0: It's Eight PM for you, uh, American folk.
1: Keep going up. Up 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 up. All right. This week in <laughs> recap. <laughs>
0: He forgot what it said.
1: No, no. I was doing it for (laughs) our guest who's reading it for the first time So what we do is we basically go through the days of the week. And we do a this week in recap. Just kind of so a quick weird, recap of right? everything. All right, so starting off on Sunday, yeah, starting off on Sunday, we did a crazy two-headed giant unstable draft. I know we have two fans of a two-headed giant here in the office. Woo! <laughs> uh, we had eight players showed up, and I basically sat there and I judged because I was the odd ninth person. Uh, after that, we did um, after so we did two rounds of the two-headed giant, and then after that, we did a four-headed giant game. Four people on one side, four people
0: on another side. That sounds like torture.
1: I thought it was awesome. Um, <laughs> it, you didn't show up, right, K?
0: Absolutely not. Yeah. No. So when I heard the wind of that, I'm like,
1: oh, it was know. it was a lot of fun. Um, it was and, you know the teamwork that the parties. Come did get electrocuted
0: for free. <laughs> when <laughs> like, the party
1: no. when the when the players did all the four you know the headed giant came, uh, you know they went through the phases together and the steps together and they worked. Uh, uh, flowers team won that so you know he was he was he was the captain of his team so he was making sure everyone was going through the phases and it was interesting to watch people talk hey what about this card hey look at this card you know um so that was a really epic game there at the end so it was an awesome time uh thanks to everyone for showing up for some two-headed giant unstable drafts uh anything fun yeah. happened to you on Sunday I was enjoying watching paint dry rather than playing Two-Headed Giant. That's actual paint dryer? Actual
0: paint Oh, dry. wow. Cool. Right. Uh, I was working on my book amazing. And, and still recovering from being sick. So
1: Gotcha. All right. So Monday, uh, Flowers and myself played a new board game called Clank. Uh, played it with, uh, you know.
0: Didn't you play that like also last Saturday after we recorded the podcast? Yeah, we did. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Just making well, sure. I just
1: got it in, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, you You know Josh and Aaron. Aaron was on the podcast. Once. Yes, yes, yeah. they yes. played. They played with us.
0: Um, Melancholy Aaron, or no? What did he say? What's your? Uh I can't remember the classic phrase on the podcast. So uh, no, I do not. He said something. I can't. Yeah, remember you asked what it was. him if he
1: wanted to change his mind. and He said no, I do not.
0: No, no. He said something about, like, "What do you think of this?" No, I do not. And I was like, "Okay." It was funny. So.
1: Anyway, so we got to we got to play a game of Clank. It's a deck building game while you're moving your miniature around a board at the same time to basically steal loot from a dragon that is uh, the board controlled, um, and and players are all out trying to out race each other to steal the most treasure. And at the end of the game, whoever gets the most treasure wins. A really interesting mechanic of deck building plus board game. Um, There's no actual fighting. Like your characters don't interact with each other. You can't hurt your opponent's deck. Um, so I think it's you know makes a much better family game uh, because all you care about is points at the end So it's a European style at that um, Gotcha, and the funny thing is so it's European yeah. in the fact that there's points at the end But you can actually die by the dragon early on and when you do the first person to die actually makes the dragon stronger and stronger So they get to sort of be the dragon as it goes. So that was pretty funny
0: Okay, uh,
1: that sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Very I'll have to cool. check it out personally. Definitely.
0: That is amazing. I haven't. Sorry, I have no interest in that.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Gary's not a fan of the
0: board games. I <laughs> am. Uh, yeah, actually, that's true. I'm not.
1: Okay. Hey, so, game Settlers, yeah. Settlers of Catan.
0: Settlers of Catan is where I'm at. So. All right, anything new? Anything fun on Monday?
1: On Monday, uh... more paint dry. More paint dry. Nice, that's, Gary. It's
0: pretty awesome. This paint. Working on dried. my book. That's all I've been doing lately. Nice. I'm excited to read it. Do you, if you want to read it? I can give you a pre copy. Actually, I, I enjoy. Are you that. a reader? I'm a big okay. reader. I'm Be a, a legit reader. You, you, sh- you legit wait. Reader. Wait
1: for the edits. Wait for the edits to come through. I don't need
0: the edits. No. I want the. I want you want the, the raw. Legit.
1: You want the raw dog stuff. I, I played okay. Wrath of Lich King World of Warcraft on alpha version. I love. Okay. Just the,
0: I've had, I've already got legit readers reading it that yeah. who are very opinionated. So I've gotten. Mainly good feedback, but some other stuff. The biggest feedback was, "Are you going to hire an editor?" <laughs> was the first feedback I got.
1: So yeah, maybe you should <laughs> wait for the editor to go through.
0: Oh, no, you'll get know. the gist of it. All so, right, so. <laughs> if you're into the story of it, so I love stories. Yeah.
1: All right, Tuesday, we uh, we did our shadow run um, game. It was the conclusion of the playtesting of the um, module called Tremors in the Sand by uh, PB Publishing. Uh, they sent us. Out, so I you know I I was on a Facebook group uh, for D and D and I had I like I said last week I would mentioned hey we're you know I got this group we would love to play test because they were looking for
0: play test oh so this is a play test version we we play tested I did not know this oh okay wow that makes it way actually I do because you mentioned it before yeah that makes it way cooler we we play
1: tested uh, Tremors in the Sand Um, like I said it's by uh, PB Publishing and it should be published in the next two weeks. So from from the listing of this uh, on the DM's guild, you should be able to go find um, Tremors in the Sand, and we should get um, we should have credit in there. Which is, our name should appear as playtesters.
0: Oh wow! Yes. That's pretty uh, awesome. That's pretty awesome. As so, after after you,
1: I, I believe individually, I gave him okay. all our individual names, okay. so I'm not
0: sure how he's going to do gotcha. it. But uh, excited to see how that works out. Next time out. you so next time you do one of those modules, let me know. You yeah. Know.
1: Well, uh, okay, so uh, I think you really should check out one of these, um, mod- check out this module uh, without giving away many spoilers. Um, so what we did is we, you know, it's, it's a good launching point for low-level characters uh, to do a quest, basically to give new players to, the, to Dungeons & Dragons a feel for how the world works. Uh, and then you can fast-forward them to a mid- to high-level game. Um, you know so if you're looking for an entry level campaign where you want to jump them to a much later you know fast forward it a little it's bit a good, it's a good it's module a, it's a for that it's a
0: very good module for quick training to go into the normal kind of d yeah show. to, to yeah. jump
1: them to a higher because the plot advances gotcha. really fast too Um, And then you have a good, uh, there's a good balance between natural desert traps. I put, you know, desert in air quotes because it is in a desert. You know, that's the tremors in the sand. So it's it's in a desert environment. So you have a healthy mix of desert creatures and desert actual, like, you know, quicksand or sandstorms or yeah. just getting too hot managing your water and stuff like that so you yeah. have to manage a nice balance between the two i'm just imagining giant scorpions right now basically my worst yes. nightmare i you know th- yeah there there may or may not have been scorpions there were scorpions Okay, uh, and then it was an interesting take on the bad guy too. So the bad guy was not just this generic. Oh, I'm a bad guy doing bad guy things. There was, um, you know, a bad guy, a main bad guy, and a secondary bad guy, and they they were sort of at odds. They, w- they weren't really at odds, but they're sort of at odds. Um, they were frenemies. Frenemies, yeah. And you, and the PCs, and there's actual things on how the PCs can manipulate one against the other. Um, so the writer did a great job of capturing that semi-feud and the fights, um, kept, and f- how fights can be defeated by more than just straight up combat. You can actually talk people out of out of uh, out of that stuff mm. like that. There's interesting NPCs. Motivations and personality are well captured. Um, the uh, PB Publishing put in three custom magic items that I thought were both very interesting and well balanced. Um, did unique effects that I think players once they once they found them would be like, oh man, this is actually this is actually pretty cool here. Um, finally, the players the players that we we played with out here uh, there was areas to explore. Um, as freely as they wanted, uh, you know, he did a little. the, the publisher did a hex grid, um, and the players could actually move around the hex grid and be like, "I want to move to this hex grid," um, uh, without getting too railroaded. So yeah, check out uh, Tremors in the Sand. That's what we did on Tuesday. Dun dun dun. Uh, yeah, and then and then our characters woke up from the uh, from the better than life chip that they were they were put into, and we had made that guy several million dollar, several million New Yen. So he was uh, he was uh, appeased with how well we did in the arena, did the, in the little um, scenario, and let us go, and then we made a new contact. So cool. Yeah, wish Flowers is here. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, <laughs> uh, I crashed out hard. Did You guys do anything fun on Wednesday? I worked on my book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played
1: a little roll twenty. Uh, if you guys don't know, Roll Twenty is it's a, like an online D and D. Okay. And so I got on that, playing through uh, a D and D campaign called the Crusades, where pretty much the D and D campaign is you go to this new land, and you everyone is seen as a heretic, and if they don't follow your religion, you kill them. Oh wow! Yeah. And you guys are the the Inquisition. Yeah. Oh, so you're going oh, wow. there, and making
0: yeah. sure. Wow. <laughs> that is. That's really. Disturbing, man. Pretty, uh, pretty much everyone.
1: <laughs> everyone's either a cleric or a, or a paladin. Oh wow! So it's pretty, it's limited in that aspect, but you know you're it's you're pretty bringing, fun. you're bringing the light, huh? Yeah, <laughs> well, well, one way or
0: another. Nice. Let's, let's play the the bad guys in the bad part of history here. Yeah, taste my spiteness.
1: I like it. So what? What, you, what is your character that one? Uh, my character's name is Xavier. He's a paladin. Uh, he has a pretty terrible backstory but he ends up finding his way as a pa- like as a paladin, and you know that's getting into the whole religion thing no one's re- like no one's really seen as a bad guy my character specifically doesn't believe he can do anything wrong okay so he's kind of morally jaded okay what what uh, what oath did you take um, I there were, it was it's more of like a, an oath to made up but deity. Oh, okay. the deity is like the deity of the old god and that's uh, that's the order that they that they are is the deity of the old god. Well, I mean, uh, the oath of vengeance and the oath of. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, oath of uh, I'm trying to think of the word uh, repent, repentance. Uh, it's uh, terrible backstory. He's uh, made a mistake and now he's trying to make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> nice, awesome. Uh, Thursday, uh, we did. Uh, I so we had the um, Tome of Annihilation game and Flowers like I said is talking to his son so he's not here or family I guess is the better he's talking to his family so he's not here to share about the uh, Tome of Annihilation game that he played in but I ran uh, the Curse of Strahd and I have both of my players here we have Gary with Gizantopus and uh, we have Bacon with Crow. I'm just going to say Gisanthopus makes a terrible distraction. I still blame for you. That was this was that We this talked week. about this last episode. Well, I wasn't here <laughs> to say that. You make a terrible distraction. Yeah, and you make a horrible thief, but, you know. Hey.
0: hey. <laughs> all right, well, so what did you, you guys do in the adventure? To this so episode? we decided at the end of the last one, you know, man, we already burned all this daylight. We about got our butts kicked by just everybody and everything. Okay. So we bunkered down for the night, and actually it worked out good. But um, Strahd came through, taunting, um, you know, I'll t- let you tell you're s- evil. I think you're going to, you well, better do right by us, by the way. I, I don't know anything, but I know things it, I was so, there. You don't know, but we're, we're, we're yeah. communicating in Thieves' Camp. Me and Strahd and
1: uh, Gysanthapus noticed that I was knocking, and I told them that I was mocking Strahd. And, and in truth... In truth, he was asking me what I desire. Obviously, my character being a morally jaded rogue, love morally jaded characters, chaotic neutral, I told him I like booze and women. And then we never heard nothing from that guy for the rest of the night. So maybe
0: that's like a plot hint? Oh, it's my a way fly hit because later on you heard some other stuff. So, hey. so anyways, booze and women. We go in, we we, we survive the night yep. back in the thing. We go in, we kill this vampire kid because we had a lot more people. We had like seven people or something. Well, you
1: went from three people that went against a vampire spawn to, to seven. Se- was it seven? Yeah, it, no, was, it was seven. Six. It was well,
0: six. You can't count, is Mark? Oh, right, okay. We went six. I mean, we man, we rock that guy's world. <laughs> you,
1: definitely, you definitely had a
0: taste for cat. Yeah. That. I took no point of damage last time. That's surprising, because the Zero. last time he was... Yeah. <laughs>
1: you were his personal IV bag of blood. Yeah, well, well
0: the, the new guy we had, the big guy, was his personal one this time.
1: Yeah, he... Okay, so it was a D... You know, he was surrounded by four guys, and I rolled a D4, and it was three every single time. <laughs> Which random person he was going to... The, the creature was yeah. going to attack every single
0: time. We went to town. I went, we worked together really good on that. I think we had a good strategy. Yeah, uh, I was pretty ripped ranged. We ripped a hole in the ceiling, yeah. got sunlight down ripped a hole in the floor we had this circle of sunlight so we all plotted there mapped out our thing he wasn't going to come in the sunlight right so and we went to town easy peasy right
1: surprisingly the the paladin tried to drag no the, uh, the barbarian he tried to. He tried it did to not recommend. work. Every single time he made a strength check, the, the thing just slipped out of his hands. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> you know, it's, to be honest, this character reminds me of Hodor from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. Yeah, yeah. He, he was trying to play a so, um, mentally inept.
0: So we finally got rid of this vampire kid. She was cool. With it. We buried the father and we buried the priest yep. whose son that was because, you know, his son killed him. You we buried them. That and one. then we just marched on down for whatever reason survived every survival check. I think except for I don't know if the camping thing was gonna happen or if we survived we're gonna survive that too. I mean if, if Matt rolled eighty two, he rolled a eighty five. I don't know. It was like yeah. weird. So the way the
1: way you know <laughs> and what he's talking about is the way I do survival the way I do wilderness checks is I have the party make a survival check and I take the total of the survival check for the whole party. So everyone rolls and let's say they get a fifty four is the total. I then roll a percentile dice and if my result is below or is above their survival rating. An event happens, or an event has a chance to happen. Yeah. Well, to, oh. be, to be fair, we avoided a lot of those possible events. You know, you had a, uh, what character was it dangling from the noose? Yeah. Hanging yeah. off the gallows, like somehow, Raven? Raven? yeah, Raven somehow uh, his body was hanging from the noose. It wasn't him. He was well, like walk a premonition kind of thing. Or yeah. Something. Now we could have walked over there. But we did the smart thing and kept walking.
0: Oh yeah, them. we know, we know. We've learned the hard way. You just don't go running into crap. So, yeah, Not are, not here. We also I mean, stayed away you from child graves.
1: gone and looked at. But way. I
0: mean, if if we rolled a thirty two, he got a twenty one. Right? Every time, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. We did like ten of them like that, and I'm like, huh? I thought we were gonna be really bad. <laughs> so we rolled on for a while, and then uh we finally got to the point where we had to camp out, and that's when the scarecrows came. Yeah, first. And watch. they scared me, man, because I have. A negative one, uh, wilderness or whatever it was, or whatever the thing was. The you roll. Check yeah. Yeah, I have a negative. I'm like low on that. Yeah. I'm an eight in wisdom, and that's the whole thing on that. Well, yeah, they got me too for a couple of turns. You know, I, I, never, got got I, I never got paralyzed though. I got paralyzed. No, I missed that one. I got yeah. so lucky. Well, yeah, you, I, did you were paralyzed twice, right? Yeah, I was paralyzed
1: twice, but you know, I like to think that...
0: <laughs> I had the good the first punch, buddy.
1: Yeah, At the beginning, I decided to uh, use my General Explorer's kit and light my arrow on fire because yeah. we were facing Scarecrows. I thought it was like the most obvious thing. And as we get into the fight, you notice that definitely the fire aspect helped take my enemy down a lot faster. Yes. You know. Everyone else is kind of struggling a little bit with fighting their their uh, scarecrows. Yeah. So six scarecrows against
0: uh six. And, and to be honest, our this this episode was kind of simple. Yeah. Because we marched so long and survived so many wilderness checks that there wasn't a lot until we got to the end, so. Yeah.
1: yeah I think the aspect I'm most focused on in the game right now is finding Gertrude. I think that's an interesting yeah. quest aspect. Now, we didn't really get any hints about going to this new town. Tell them what happened on the way there. What voices did you hear? You mean much voices? Oh, yeah.
0: So, I'm Big pretty plot sure they, point. Here.
1: I'm pretty sure they talked about how my character, Crow, had some encounters with gypsies. Encounters being the key word. Uh, pants off, dance off? Yeah, yeah so pants off, dance off. Apparently, I hear this gypsy's voice as I'm walking and it kind of like the token she gave me started to vibrate but unfortunately it's not like a cell phone as I brought it up and I was trying to speak into it I'm like can you hear me no it doesn't work like that yeah they came to a fork in the road and they decided to take the uh, left fork instead of going the right way the right fork That's
0: <laughs> oh he just gave away something
1: no 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 they decided to take the left path instead of the right path and then uh Remember that. So so we followed the signs, but I'm guessing what the DM is just saying is that the signs were wrong. No, no, no. I'm just saying.
0: We tried to clarify whether they were right or wrong, but we were asking no, the no, wrong no, questions for that. No, no, they, that. They,
1: were, they were showing the right direction. Just they were re- showing the the wrong we had no point if in were reference. showing the correct direction. You just chose the left path as opposed to the right path. And then when you did choose the left path and started walking down that, that's when your amulet lit up and said, hey, I thought you were going to come visit. Oh, well, she never said she wanted me to visit. Uh, I mean, gypsies always needy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're
0: also in cahoots. Hey. Because they're freely passing in, in, in evil man's land. So. So, so I'm in cahoots with the gypsies and Strahd's
1: trying to hook me up with the deal. Yeah, BL. I'm telling yes. you. Yes. Yes. do that
0: might be part memory. of what's going on. That's the woman in blue right there. And
1: Ismark and uh, Irina both like you too. So what is going on here? You're playing all the sides.
0: Oh gosh, <laughs> you just... brown, you brown nosed. You did some role. When oh, you yeah, said for the some ceremony. inspiring yeah. speech and you BS your way into like the biggest kiss ass ever, <laughs> and like Ismark thinks it's you're like the man. best thing ever now. I just want to point on out that man. my
1: character is very interesting. I'm playing a mastermind rogue. That's you're very very. Oh, no, good. he he is playing a mastermind rogue to a T, to a T. He's you like, like six steps ahead of every, and all yes, the NPCs. You were very.
0: <laughs> charismatic in the way you manipulate people into how they perceive you. Persuasion and deception. Unfortunately, that does not work with
1: a knife to my throat. And I know I'm bringing up another game session, but even I couldn't talk my way out of that one. (laughs) But you tried. I (laughs) did try. You did try. (laughs) All right, so uh, then Friday we did free play at uh, the bath Draft. Um, I played oh, some modern, you know, some standard matches. And then Gary had, uh, you can talk about your uh, wonderful. What's that,
0: what's that called? Um, geez, I already forgot it already. Um, plane Chase? Yeah, we did Plane Chase. Four player, right? Cool. It was fun. I think I, I was a I, I was the second. I was the first loser, first place loser. So, you know, yeah. second place or whatever you want to call it. If you're game first, you're last. Oh, yeah. So, and I could have won that, but I think I was losing that one for sure. So, second game, we're about to do four-player. A new guy comes in, and they're like, hey, can I hop in? I'm like, you know, I got my four-player rule, right? Right. And so does Josh. He's got his four-player rule.
1: Right. But, so, but it was a new player to the group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, we let him in,
0: and then we're doing playing chase on top of this. Oh, my gosh. It didn't go as long as the other game went. Right. Um, but it went for a while. And it got nuts, though, man. Like, the game pretty much start restarted itself several times because of the plane chase and yeah. versus other things. So then I kind of killed the wrong guy off first. I should have killed off. Um, I sh- or I should have killed off the guy who killed me. I should have killed him off first. I could have had a clean shot. But because he was a newer player, I thought he's not going to be able oh, to do was it. Oh, would be nice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't. That's what you get for being nice. Yeah, yeah. So, because um, I had the, uh what's that card that, it's a signed card I have too. It's the one where if you do damage, you do double that damage. Uh, gratuitous Violence. Okay. And then I had the other one where all your creatures have Lifelink and Double Strike. Okay, oh, jeez. And Lord. I had the Dragon and Kalia out. Okay. And I'm doing like... 40, and 60 damage, and one pops. I have options of re-attack, combat phase. I'm going to town. But the stupid plane chase card means you can only attack with one thing and block with one thing. Oh, so <laughs> And then... Um, That's when you get the plane chase out of there. Oh, it was horrible. Then they wipe out my thing, and at the end I played the uh, one that makes everything 1-1 uh, one, one and lose abilities. But he had this commander Humility. card that already had plus-1 counters on it, so that's it's like the humility for a person you enchant right, them. Right, yeah. so oh, and they enchanted you no i did it to him oh you which is fine <laughs> but i have no creatures now because he did a board wipe and all mine were dragons at the time he did the um
1: oh destroying dragons or non-dragons yeah yeah he dragons. did
0: dragons and then i was like dang if i'd have killed him first i would have easily mopped up to the other guy so i had that but i got second place so i had fun but it's so long like, in between, it's like freaking five minutes. It's 20 minutes before you get to play again. I get so bored. That is so boring watching everything going on. Five player, I'm like, ugh. That's why I like draft. I like limited. Maybe. And I brought the cube. No, nobody gives a dang about the cube. It's like the best format there is is cube I draft. Maybe you used. should play some more Two-Headed Giant. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Anything fun on Friday? Uh, no, I enjoyed being here. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, today's Saturday.
0: Yeah, so... Cool. (laughs) It's Groundhog's Day out here, so we'll let you know today is Saturday. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) One day closer to getting home, right? Hey, thanks for listening to our Hey, look at that. We did good on time. Uh, Backdraft episode 69. Um, episode 70 is next week. Yeah, oh, episode cool? 70. That's yeah. pretty epic. I mean, w- when you're doing increments of 10, is kind of a big deal when you're shooting for that 100, right? So check us out on uh, Facebook. We have uh, facebook.com slash The Yep. And you can check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. Look up the Bath Draft, and you'll see all our episodes on there, so you can subscribe to that, yep. whichever format you're wanting to do. Um, and you can follow us at Twitter at the underscore Bath Draft.
1: Yeah.
0: And also, I'm trying to think what else we got because we don't have the website no more. I'm letting that collapse. It's already expiring. I'm not doing it anymore. Um, it's too hard to manage out here okay. because of our restrictions yeah, on website yeah. stuff. And you know I'm not a guru on that kind of stuff, so um, and. We still have a... If you go on Face or not Facebook, YouTube, and look up the background, we still have a channel there, and uh, I'm just not doing videos anymore. I may convert all these, like I did before yeah, with the yeah. older ones, you into should. that, yeah. just so you can go on there and have that. It's just another format. So check it out, and if you want to check out our old videos, we, we did quite a few videos on there.
1: And then remember, Dungeon Master's Guild, check out Tremors in the Sand, should be out in two weeks.
0: Yes. Thank you. Who is that that did that?
1: Uh, PB Publishing.
0: Okay, so... And who is that... Through, like, what is the main yeah, format? That,
1: that is PB publishing.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It, well, it's it's on the website. It's a uh, so the dungeon. Uh, what is it? dungeon Dungeon Masters Guild is a module place you can go and. I think some of the modules are free, and some gotcha. of them you have to pay. You know, cost okay. like a dollar or two. I'm not sure how much they plan on selling this one. He's still working on the finalizing okay,
0: cool. up. Cool, and if you're, and by the way, if you're listening to this, and you're a maker of games or whatever, we have. There's a lot of us out here, and we have a lot of weird evenings of time that most people don't have because there's really not yep. anything to do out here. We can do a lot of playtesting. We've done that plenty of times yep. with other stuff. So if you want to send something to us, just check us out on uh, you know our contact information on the site. So we're tapping out and have a good week.